Darren Waller was one of the most disappointing players in fantasy football this year. Should you be buying or selling him in this offseason? All that and more in this episode of the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. I am Marcus Moser. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Moser. She is Kate Majuk. Check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Kate, what's going on? Nothing. I'm ready to to dive into some team previews. We've got two really, um, I don't know what the word is, uh, interesting teams to talk about today, Marcus. We're going to sure. review some dynasty buys, dynasty sells, and uh, take a look back at some of what we saw in the 2022 season, uh, which from these two teams wasn't always very pretty. No. So we're going to be previewing the, the excuse me, reviewing the Raiders and the Falcons from 2022. Let's start with the Raiders. So uh, most valuable dynasty asset. I mean, there's probably only one player here. I think it's it's probably Devontae Adams, right? Although mm-hmm. you can make a case for Josh Jacobs. Who do you got for most valuable dynasty asset? I've got Devontae Adams, and yeah. I, I, I think he's uh, just incredibly underrated. I, I'm not sure why we're not valuing him as a top tier asset. I'm tired of absolute stud muffins being disrespected in dynasty leagues, just because of the fact that uh, they've got, you know, a couple of miles on the tires. Like we know, uh, we, we know that these, these players, uh, you know, specifically wide receivers can play for a long time. Like these aren't running backs. These aren't guys that are taking these monstrous, hits uh every single time they touch the ball Devontae Adams averaged 20 fantasy points per game this year um finished first in the league in terms of air yards first in touchdowns second in targets uh like I mean what is there to to really talk about Marcus like this guy is actually the king of volume and I was really encouraged by what I saw in the second Oh, sorry, the final two games of the year. It's like, okay, Derek Carr's benched. Jared Stidham's the quarterback. Devontae Adams' value is going to fall through the floor. And that didn't happen. In fact, he kind of played better uh, against the 49ers. Seven catches for 153 yards and two touchdowns. In week 18, they kind of ramped his snaps down a little bit. But still, five catches for 73 yards against the Chiefs. I, no matter who is the quarterback with the Raiders next year, I'm pretty confident that Devontae Adams is going to put up monster numbers. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, he's the king of volume. He scores touchdowns. Uh, in that first week with Jarrett Stidham, finishes the wide receiver two on the week. Um, just really, really impossible to slow down. I don't, um, you know, I, I don't know if you have any thoughts. It seems like, Devonte Adams is still set on staying with the yeah. Las Vegas Raiders, despite the fact that his bestie Derek Carr is moving on. But um, I, I think, regardless, uh, he's a buy because it, it doesn't seem to matter who's throwing the ball. It doesn't seem to matter what team he's on. This is a guy that 
that can thrive in any environment. It's exactly right. Any environment, any quarterback, the Raiders want to get him the ball. And I mean, Devontae Adams has even said this offseason, like I've wanted to become a Raider before I even knew Derek Carr at Fresno State. So this is a childhood dream of his. He's, he's going to be fine. Uh, let's talk, Kate, about the most disappointing player and the dynasty buy that we have for the Raiders, because I got a feeling it might be the same player. It is. Um, I I think it is. Uh, one, two, three, Darren, Darren Waller. Wall. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. We're we're on the same page here. Now, like I, I think again, interesting uh kind of case study for ageism in the dynasty community because Darren Waller, uh, much like Devontae Adams, is a little bit on the older side. But mm-hmm. I also think that like when he's healthy, uh he's kind of a, a, a target hog. He's a very high upside player. He's 30 years old. Um, but you know, he doesn't have uh, a ton of miles on the tires necessarily. He had two back-to-back seasons as a top two fantasy tight end, and then has battled with health in the, the past two seasons. And I really think that has forced his dynasty value down way too far. Um, in the games he played, uh, had five wide receiver, one performances, tight end um, one performances. Yep. Title one performances and, and just absolutely knocked it out of the park. He was scoring touchdowns. He, uh, he looks good when healthy, the battle has been health. So I think the real question is, do you have concerns about health moving forward? Is he injury prone as they say? No, I, what happened with him is he had a hamstring injury that never got right. Uh, in, in, in training camp, he tried to play through it. Um, and then he, he got hurt in week five and like the eighth snap of the game. And then he was working through it, pulled it again, kind of rehabbing and then didn't get back on the field until week 15. It happens. It was just one of those weird years for him. But Kay, I, I gotta say, I was really encouraged by what I saw when he came back. So let's look at this first three games when he came back. I don't really care about the, the fourth game, but in against the Patriots, Steelers and 49ers, Three catches for 48 yards and a touchdown. Four catches for 58 yards. Three catches for 72 yards and a touchdown. All while only playing like 49% of the snaps. We know that when he's healthy and he's right, he's going to be on the field 98, 100% of the snaps. He's a dynamic tight end. And there's just not many of these tight ends that when they're healthy can finish as the number one tight end any week. So because he's being valued on dynasty league football right now as like tight end eight, tight end nine, I kind of think he's a buy even after a disappointing season. Yeah. And he's in I, like the, the thing that's kind of crappy is like, he's in this, this weird um, sort of segment of tight ends. It feels like a, a tight end dead zone a little bit, but when you look at other players around him, like, Greg Dulcich, I uh, love what we've saw we've seen out of him uh in his rookie season but like it, we know what we're getting with Darren yeah. Waller. A lot of the other tight ends in this similar range uh it feels like you're you're kind of taking a shot and you don't know if that's going to work out. Um if you're going to be in a position to contend like Darren Waller is that tight end that you want cuz you know exactly what you're getting with him. And I just come back to when both guys are healthy like you mentioned Greg Dulcich and Darren Waller. There's no way that you're starting Dulcich over Darren Waller, right? Like the, the talent differential is so massive. And we've seen Waller already have 
two 1,100-yard seasons under his belt. I This is an offense that is pretty tight end friendly, and if they do go out and get an upgraded quarterback, whether that's a Tom Brady, maybe they pay a Geno Smith, maybe they draft somebody, I think you could see Waller's efficiency and target volume go up this offseason. So, yeah, I think you and I both absolutely buying Darren Waller this offseason. Let's talk about the, the Falcons and – what happened this year and what could happen next year going forward after maybe a surprisingly competent season from them. But I'm going to let you know today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates with more efficiency. Uh, you can help match them with open roles better, with people who have the skills, values, and experience to help achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company. Uh, you, they have 875 million members to you know, member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect them for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications. Again, all in one platform. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown on NFL. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Okay. Let's talk about those Atlanta Falcons. Uh, most valuable dynasty asset from this team. I think it's Tyler Algier, right? Like, uh, Is and it just maybe... from last season or going forward? Because there's a difference. Oh, I mean, yeah, kind of, right? Algier, right? Well, yeah, and I, we'll I think like, moving yeah. forward, you don't think uh, Tyler Algier could be uh, the most valuable asset? I don't know. He averaged no, 4.9 but... yards per carry. But it uh, definitely he... was him this year, without a doubt. Without a doubt. hundred or Sorry, over 1,000 rushing yards in his rookie debut. And that was kind of sharing a backfield with Cordero Patterson, who uh, we know is is super explosive, was finally kind of unlocked by this Falcons team in the run game. Um, limited use as a receiver only saw 17 total targets throughout the season, but he was just super efficient with his touches Had four touchdowns from scrimmage, um, you know, over, uh, almost 1200 total yards. Like he was a, a very solid rookie in not such a great offense, which we know, uh, you know, bad offensive play doesn't always mean success for the running back. Uh, he, kind of defied the odds in this one. And I'm all in on Algier moving forward. He feels like such a huge value. Yeah, I I, I still don't get why he's being ranked so low uh, on Dynasty League football when you look at um, where he's at in running back rankings. RB42 right now, Kate. How, how do you – how is he being drafted that low and ranked that low? I don't – I like, it It honestly doesn't make sense to me. What 1,000-yard rusher can you get? Uh, for that kind of value, especially when the pathway is so clear for him to maintain that workload. Like, yes, the, the draft capital wasn't much, but I, they don't, I, you know, why throw picks at the running back position? I know this is a relatively deep running back class. So 
Um, you know, there's, you know, maybe some concerns that they bring in another, you know, later round guy uh, and he has to split the workload. But yeah. I, I honestly think there's enough, um, enough, re- he's given them enough reason to believe that uh, this can be primarily his role moving forward. And I don't know why, why waste the pick when you've got a lot of exactly. holes on that roster that you can fill instead um, and just lean on Algier. I'm not saying that we should rank Algier ahead of these guys, but you tell me why in a dynasty startup you would take David Montgomery at RB24 when you could wait and get Tyler Algier running back 42. Why would you take Ezekiel Elliott at RB25 when you can get Tyler Algier at running back 42? Why would you take uh, Leonard Fournette at RB28 when you can get Tyler Algier at 42? I just think he's one of the more undervalued players despite having a thousand yards as a rookie that just doesn't happen very often it doesn't happen very often and like i mean the the advanced metrics just absolutely back it up uh ranked ninth in yards after contact per attempt uh in terms of his misforced tackles ranks ninth among running backs he was an explosive runner he was a forceful runner and um, I, I think everything that you saw is is super promising the only thing we need to see from him is an expansion in his role as a receiver. But if that comes to fruition and, you know, sometimes the, the blocking, the blitz pickups, like those can take time for running backs. Uh, Not everybody picks them up at first, first bait, but if he picks those up, he can be, I think a a weekly RB two and you're paying RB three, RB four price. Next one. Most disappointing player for the Falcons in 2022. I mean, Marcus, say it. We There's one. This guy might take the cake for the most disappointing fantasy asset in all of fantasy football this year. Say the name. Yeah, it's Kyle Pitts. Um, yeah. 10 games, 356 yards, two touchdowns. Did double his touchdowns from the year before. Um, <laughs> this, I mean, listen, this one's especially hard for me considering I had so many trades this year where I traded away a lot to go get Kyle Pitts. Can I give you one? Without you making fun of me? I'm not promised that I won't make fun of you, but yes, go ahead. Um, in a non-tight end premium league, I've traded Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Damian Pierce before the year for Dang. Dang, so Marcus. I am very disappointed. So is there any is there any belief that this is gonna get better really quickly? Yes, he's twenty two years old. He's yeah. twenty two years old. Like Let's not forget that he is 22 years old, guys. Like, uh, was not a product uh, within a good offense this season. Like, uh, and honestly, just, I don't know. I, I found the entire narrative around Kyle Pitts and with Arthur Smith, like, the entire thing was very puzzling, super puzzling. Um, but, like, still, uh, despite, you know, the, the lack of usage, um, you know, a, a lower catch rate than you like to see only caught 50% of his targets this year. Um, saw a decline in efficiency with those targets. He did um, like there's, I don't know. I, there's just so much upside. And again, let me remind you, he is 20 years old or 22 years old. That's yeah. ridiculous that uh, it feels like there are already some people that are kind of out on Kyle Pitts, but you, you can never be out on Kyle Pitts. And honestly, this is probably like 
He's uh, being drafted on average this month as the tight end one uh, on average, right around pick 20. And it still feels like that's going to be the cheapest that he will ever be for the rest of his career. I agree. I think this is probably a good time to buy him. If you still believe in the talent, the quarterback situation is still a little hairy, right? Like, do they bring back Desmond Ritter and make him the starter? Do they go out and get a veteran quarterback? Do they draft somebody, somebody early? I don't know. Um, but I do know that Kyle Pitts is a ridiculous talent who wasn't healthy for part of the year. I still believe in the player. I just, I hope the situation changes kind of going forward. That's all. Oh, a hundred percent. There's um, like things can't, can't remain stagnant. Right. And, and if they did, that's uh, you know, a sign that the organization probably needs to make a few changes, but um, hopefully they make, some adjustments, whether that be a quarterback or, or what have you. But uh, when Kyle Pitts is, is healthy, uh, you know that there's no better just receiving tight end in the NFL when he's at his fullest. I've got a surprising dynasty self from this team, Kate, that I want your thoughts on uh, when we come back. I'll let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Just got through the holidays, and we know the goal for most people is to eat a little bit healthier. Uh, If you're like me, where you want to try to eat healthier, but you don't really want to compromise taste, then we've got the thing for you. You've got to try Built Bars. They are so fantastic, and they're actually healthy for you. Covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate. They have some unbelievable flavors, including peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and I will tell you, yesterday I actually just ordered two new boxes of the uh, cookie dough, which is my absolute favorite. Not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros. Only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, with a whopping 17 grams of protein. The good news is now you don't have to wait for a box. I know I just told you I ordered one from Built.com, which you can absolutely still do. But now you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club You can head to Walmart today, go to your pharmacy section. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream or the double chocolate or the coconut puffs. Or if you want to go to Sam's Club, pick up that 13 box with some of the new hit flavors, including brownie batter or churro. You can thank me later. Again, you can always go to built.com to make an order, but they are also available at Walmart, Sam's Club, again, built.com. Thank you again for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Subscribe to the Lockdown NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. Uh, local insiders on Monday cover the weekend from game to game episodes. Lockdown NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Kate, I have a dynasty sell that I want to throw out to you for the Atlanta Falcons, and it is Drake London. Oh man, I know. Drake London had a really nice season, and um, I think I'm encouraged by what I saw from him, especially in the second half of the season. The problem for me is he's being drafted and ranked ahead of guys like Cooper Cup and sometimes Chris Olave, sometimes Stephon Diggs. If I can flip Drake London for Cooper Cup, who I know is older, he's 29 years old, I think I do that because I know Cooper Cup every single week has a great shot of as finishing as the you know wide receiver one. I just think Drake London's a tad overvalued right now. 
I mean, even like for me, right. I'm a huge, huge fan of Drake London. I think, um, the, the skills that he has as a receiver for somebody, especially of his build and size, like he moves like somebody who is much smaller than he is. Um, I love his hands. I love, uh, his ability to just make big plays at the point of catch. And Mm -hmm. I think, again, like it's really just, it's, it's hard to invest too much stock in this team in general. Like I, I don't want to overinvest myself in any of these assets. If you're going to buy Kyle Pitts, I would recommend you selling uh, Drake London, but I mean, why drafted as the wide receiver 15 that's ahead of, you know, players who have really kind of proven themselves already year in year out. Um, you know, Devonta Smith in a similar range, Cooper cup. Um, I, I think we're investing a lot of stock in this receiver without necessarily having the proof, but I still like it for me, he's more of a hold than a sell because I, he's 21 years old, Marcus, like the sky is going to be the limit for this kid when he's, uh, with a, a you know, a quarterback that can deliver the ball when yep. he's, uh, you know, in a, a scheme that is friendly. I think there's probably nobody with a higher ceiling uh, and more touchdown upside on that team than Drake London. All right. So January ADP from Dynasty League Football. These are guys that are all being drafted after Drake London at the wide receiver position. Debo Samuel, wide receiver 16. I'll take Drake London. I feel like the ceiling really? is higher. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, we got DJ Moore, wide receiver 18. I will also take Drake London. George Pickens, wide receiver 20. Drake London, easily. And this, I, I I just, I don't get this one. Cooper Cup, wide receiver 26. I will take Cooper Cup. You mean the the wide receiver one? Like this, uh, come on. Like, that, stop being what... ageist. That's my biggest takeaway from the show, Marcus, is that people are ageist, and I'm sick of it. Uh, looking at just, like, the last five games for Drake London, right? Saw a lot of upside. Uh, he got plenty of targets, almost 10 targets per game over the last five weeks, uh, averaged just under 90 receiving yards per game, didn't score any touchdowns. So that's why, uh, you know, you're, you're not super happy, uh, maybe with those point totals for fantasy, especially in a half PPR, but he is the team's wide receiver one. Um, like once the touchdowns start coming and like, again, he's, he's a, very big wide receiver. He he's six four. Um, like he's going to be a red zone threat if they can get you know to the end zone. Just ever. to tie these shows together, early of the, yeah. the two segments together. Uh, Devontae Adams, wide receiver thirteen, or Drake London, wide receiver fifteen. Mm, um, if I'm in a now mode, I'll take Devontae Adams. If I'm, you know, maybe closer to a rebuild, uh, I'll take Drake London, but. Um, mostly Just in a vacuum, because I think Devonte Adams okay, in a vacuum, but we know I dynasty agree. fantasy football is not a vacuum Marcus. There are so many different things that make, uh, you know, the, the decision for you and your roster unique and so many different things you have to consider when you're making those decisions. But okay. I do think that, it, you know, for uh, a team that's again, closer to a rebuild, 
it's really hard to find a receiver with, you know, what I think is uh, potential for, you know, a thousand receiving yard seasons, 10 touchdowns, uh, like the blink of an eye every single year. Like, I, I feel like that's the kind of wide receiver you could be looking at with Drake London and to get it, uh, you know, in the same price range as like a DJ Moore feels nice. Yeah. Just uh, just a little bit lower on Drake London. Really like him. I I just I prefer. I, I'm willing to take some of the older guys over him. Uh, that's all. Just a little bit of a differing opinion. Uh, that's it for today's show. Thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Lockdown NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Lockdown NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you'd get the Locked On Dynasty podcast. You can check us out on YouTube. Kate, you and I will be back on Monday to talk about the Panthers and the Saints after this season. Uh, wild years for them. Go follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Madjuk. Also, also, go check out her work at the Gaming Society. Just wrote an article on Dak Prescott that you guys need to check out. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the divisional round playoffs, and we'll see you guys right back here on Monday.